This is Dave Richards, uh, writer of Showcase and GoEerie.com. I'm a big fan of Weird Al Yankovic, who's coming to the Warner on Friday. Recently got a chance to talk with him on the phone about the Mandatory Fun album and the Mandatory Tour. All right, tell me a little bit about the, the show and how you envisioned it uh, this time around to, to support the album. Well, every tour that we do, I try to make it a little bit bigger and better than the one before. So uh, we just kind of up the production value. Uh, it's uh, it's just, my show's always been sort of a multimedia experience. Uh, it's a live show with me and the same band that I've had since the very beginning. And uh, we incorporate a, a lot of costume changes and film clips on a giant LED screen and, and props and uh, and uh, all sorts of crazy business. And uh, it's just a lot of fun. We try to cram as much entertainment into a two-hour show if you possibly can. Is the new material especially, you know, going over well from mandatory? It is. You know, uh, it's... We, we play all the greatest hits during the show, but we also feature uh, a lot of material for Mandatory Fun, and we throw in a few deep cuts as well. But, yeah, it, it's very gratifying that the new material is coming over so well. I mean, you know, uh, usually acts that have been around for 30 years, when they say, here's something from the new album, that's the bathroom break. Right. <laughs> but everybody seems to like the new stuff just as much as the old hits. So it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, uh, there's, you know, there's, there's no dull moments in the show. Everybody entertained uh, throughout. You mentioned 30 years and you have been doing it for a long time so but this new one seemed really especially inspired I'm wondering <laughs> I mean what, what happened you know to <laughs> I don't know I mean uh, I, I, it's uh, I, I do think it's my best album but I'm, I'm a little biased that way I like to think that every album that I put out is the best thing I've ever done uh, but everybody seems to have reacted to this album very strongly and very positively, and uh, um, I don't know, it's just one of those kind of things where the planets all aligned at the same time, and uh, you know, it, 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 this album has done far better than I ever dreamed it ever would have. I mean, when you were done with it, did you have a feeling yourself that you, you had really nailed this one? I mean, you felt pretty good? Yeah, I did, you know, I, but I, I always do. I mean, <laughs> you know, I never, like, release that and thinking like, ah, yeah. <laughs> good enough. You know, I always am very proud of what I when I put it out. Uh, and I, I expected it to do well, but I never anticipated that it would uh, go to uh, debut at number one. I mean, that's something that I never would have dreamed about because that's literally unprecedented. There's never been a comedy album ever that debuted at number one. So that was something that uh, kind of blew my mind. Yeah, congratulations on that. It's going to be fun just to know you've got a number one album behind you, you know? Yeah. I'm wondering now, for you, is it is it you know mandatory to like the song that you parody? Um, it isn't. Uh, it, it should be completely unremoved from that. But having said that, uh, I actually do like most of the songs that I parody, just because I realize in the back of my mind that I have to live with them for a very long time. And when I'm when I'm choosing my targets, I'm thinking, well, do I want to be playing this song on the road for the next twenty years? Uh, you know, uh, so. That, that, that enters into it, but ultimately it's all a factor of it being a popular song and he comes up with a funny enough idea for it. Mm -hmm. and, and you must have a versatile band because you cover such an range of styles. Yeah, I'm, I'm very proud of my band. Uh, they, they sometimes don't get as much credit as I, th I think they deserve just because a lot of people say, oh, comedy music, like as if it's not, you know, as if it's, they're not 
not really a band. Uh, but if you look at what they've done, you know, over the last few decades, I mean, they've done every genre imaginable, everything from gangster rap to polka music, uh, and blues and rock and country and everything in between. So, uh, they're insanely talented guys, and I feel very fortunate that I get, that I've been able to work with them all the time. Have you, have you reached the point now that, you know, since everybody knows who you are, you've been doing it a while, that most artists just automatically say yes? It, it's nice to be at that point in my career where, where people look at a, a weird out security as a badge of honor. I mean, it, 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 I think that, that most artists actually look forward to it <laughs> at this point. Uh, Lady Gaga called it a rite of passage. Oh. And uh, the guys in Nirvana said that they didn't realize they'd made it until they, they saw the weird out parody. So, uh, uh, yeah, it, it, it's nice to... Uh, all right, so so how are you going to wield that power now? Are you going to start approaching, uh, you know, Paul McCartney and you know, some of the icons <laughs> out there? You, you, you know, well, I've, I've never been afraid to approach anybody. In fact, I, I've worked with Paul McCartney. I got to, I can say that I've directed Paul McCartney because he was nice enough to make a cameo in a in a short film that I directed called Al's Brain in 3D, which uh, was was a, a, a fair attraction, which uh, played a couple of years ago. So uh, Paul's a great sport and has a terrific sense of humor. And uh, I, I did a Beatles song in the Polka Medley back in the 80s. So I, I, I'm, you know, he's a great guy and he's got a terrific sense of humor. Are, are you still holding out hope for Prince or have you given up on him? Or I've pretty much given up on him. I mean, I, I got the message loud and clear that, uh, you know, he wasn't quite into that. I approached him several times uh, in the 80s and 90s and stuff. I, I kind of gave up. But having said that, if Prince came up with a song which was a huge hit and I had a great idea for it, I wouldn't think twice about asking because, you know, people change. Maybe he's developed a sense of humor in the last 20 years. Uh, and, and good thing you, uh, you had Pharrell on your side because he's kind of a key component here on the, on the new album. Yeah, I mean, he's, uh, he's very well represented. Not only do we have a, a, a happy parody and a blurred lines parody, but uh, Get Lucky uh, closes out the polka medley. So I think that's the most uh, writers ever been featured on one of my albums other than me. So, did you talk to him in person, or is that the one you 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 went to him yourself because it was going to be so key to the album? Or I, I didn't talk to him in person, but I did uh, email him directly, and I, I'm not at liberty to say how I got his personal email. <laughs> it was one of those situations where my manager wasn't getting his phone calls returned, so he said, "If you have any personal connection to Pharrell, you know, I'll give it your best shot." Which doesn't happen very often, but you know, sometimes I get that mandate, and uh, luckily I was able to. Uh, uh, track him down through my secret means, and uh, <laughs> and uh, and Pharrell couldn't have been nicer. He was super super nice, and uh, and said he was honored to get the parody, and uh, and uh, we all of a sudden we had an album. And uh, I think there was I read there was one artist you did talk to in person though to try to finish the album. Was that true? Or uh... oh yes, uh, Iggy Azalea. Yes, oh. that was that was a last minute thing because we were getting down to the wire. We had a release date set for. Uh, mandatory fund, and it, uh, but we still hadn't gotten uh, official permission from Iggy Azalea for the, the parody that I was, was doing of, of uh, uh, Fancy. And if we didn't get her permission by a certain date, then we would have to postpone the release of the album. And we had all sorts of things tied around the release. We had national TV scheduled. We had, you know, it would have really messed us up. So basically, like, I. Uh, at my own expense, I got on a plane and I flew halfway across the country to, to try to bump into her <laughs> at, at her concert in Denver, Colorado, to, to just face to face about the song. Because you know, usually it's people that represent the artists that get in the way, which was uh, apparently the case here. And I, 
Iggy, and she couldn't have been nicer and, and, uh, and gave me permission on the spot. Okay, all right, so that one worked out well. Now, in this age of, like, YouTube and, uh, you know, digital media and everything, is all that kind of a big help for an artist like you where so much of the appeal is visual as well? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's uh, just the way that the, the business is right now. I mean, you know, uh, uh, you just kind of have to go with the flow, and, 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 and these days digital is sort of where it's at. The Internet is where I, I marketed the album because MTV hasn't played videos for a couple of decades. The radio has never been terribly supportive of my stuff. Um, so, you know, I, I just basically try to figure out what makes the most sense and then and then roll with that. And it was kind of cool the way you even launched it, uh, you know, not just the traditional, here's the single and the new video, but here's eight of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's, I, I tried to not be tied into the old model. I mean, you know, back in the day, it was always like, what's the hit on the album? And that's going to be the, sh the song in heavy rotation on MTV, and that's what's going to get played at radio. And I was like, well, I, I don't care about MTV. Radio, I, you know, it doesn't put me into rotation. Why do I even care about the single? You know, we live in a digital age where, you know, if they, you can buy any track off the album digitally. So, in a sense, they're all singles. So, why? What's the big hang-up on the single? Like, you know, just put the whole thing out there, and you know, let people decide what the single is. Well, from, from what you can tell so far, after a year, it's been out. Uh, is there a song or two you think that's going to join, like, you know, Yoda and Eat It as ones you'll be doing the next twenty years as well? <laughs> Uh, hard to say. I mean, uh, word crimes did, in fact, uh, make the top 40. So I, I think that's certainly going to be with us for a while. Uh, and uh, I love doing khaki on stage. That seems like it was a big hit as well, as well as foil. So I think those three, for sure, um, you know, I don't know about 20 years, but <laughs> I think they'll, they'll be with us for a little while. Okay. I'm glad to see <coughs> Lord was kind of willing to do this, you know, because, I don't know, she's kind of young and just uh, seems a little serious. So... <coughs> From what I heard, she was great about it. So okay, well that's that's good to hear. Now the album uh, <coughs> came out over a year ago. So have you already started work on another one yet, or is it just supposed to be ahead on the tour? Well, well I, I, uh, I I'm pretty sure that I'm not going to be doing any more albums. Uh, this is the end of my album contract, and I, I just don't think that releasing 12 songs at once is the best way for me to get my stuff out there anymore. Because you know, if, if I do that, then I'm sitting on songs which are you know, possibly topical and getting older every day. And I, I think it makes more sense for me to just re release songs as soon as I come up with them. Uh, but also having said that, I haven't really been working on new material. I've been mostly focusing on getting ready for the, uh, for the tour. And, uh, you know, at, at some point I'll be coming up with new material, but I, I just kind of want to get through this uh, uh, first leg of the tour before putting any energy in that direction. All right. Uh and because you do cover a lot of styles and everything, I mean, what yourself, just in your own downtime, I mean, who, who are like your own kind of favorite artists or, or styles that you that you prefer? I, I, I hate to give you out like uh, lists of band names or, or artists that I like, but um, uh, generally I, I tend to like stuff that's uh, usually deemed alternative, stuff that's a little left of center and quirky, not necessarily comedy, but, you know, acts that have a, uh, a good sense of humor about themselves. Um, and, and I'm, I'm friends with a lot of those people, and, and I've, I've, you know, done parodies of, of uh, a handful of those people as well. Right. I know you're a, you're a Foo Fighters fan, right? Absolutely, sure. Yeah. <clears throat> well, don't pull a Dave Grohl on us and fall off the stage, okay? Oh, I felt so bad. 
that's what I thought. You know, I, I have fallen off the stage uh, a couple times in my life, but but uh, I've never I've never broken my leg. That looked awful. Jeez, oh, when that happened, did you like just get back up and keep performing? Or I did, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's sort of like the, the adrenaline is going, and and you you don't you know I'm I'm a real the show must go on kind of person, but you know. Props to Dave for doing it with a broken leg. Man, that was <laughs> that was pretty intense. All right, and 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 thirty years is a long career in the music business. Um, I mean, the Stones are still going after fifty. I mean, <laughs> so right. So, I mean, so are you a little surprised at the enduring appeal, or does it just show you that that, that comedy never goes out of style? I mean, uh, every day I'm surprised they still get still get to do this for a living because you know I you know when I when I started out. I just, I didn't really have a sense for the future. I didn't have a 10-year plan or a 20-year plan. or certainly not a 30-year plan. I was just thinking, oh, this is fun. I'll do this for a while. And certainly nobody anticipated that my career would last this long, and least of all me. I just, you know, I was doing it for grins. And, uh, um, you know, I, I, my whole career is sort of ironic that way because uh, comedy music is supposed to be the domain of one-hit wonders. And, and uh, you know, you, you, <laughs> you, you don't have 30-year careers in comedy music. That's just not the way it works out. Um, but I, I consider myself very lucky and blessed to still be able to do this. I can't imagine anything I'd rather be doing. I mean, was the, the comedy way sort of a detour from, you know, the regular I want to be a rock and roll star dream? I mean, did you play in bands before this and everything, before uh, you realized this is the direction to take? Or Well, I, I realized during my teenage years that then my friends wanted me in their rock band. Let's say the accordion. Uh, but I, I never had any kind of serious rock star aspirations either. I mean, uh, I, I always was very uh, adult-minded, and, and uh, you know, I was my high school valedictorian, and I went to college at age 16, uh, and I got a degree in architecture thinking that I was going to have to grow up and be an adult and have a real job at some point. But uh, after graduating, I had a few strange detours, and I, <laughs> I wound up with a record deal. Right. Well, happily, you haven't had to use that degree yet. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I still got it to fall back on. Don't forget, Weird Al Yankovic will be at the Warren Theater on July 10th at 8 p.m. Tickets are on sale at www.erieevents.com and by phone at 452-4857.